0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
1: Botox Cosmetic. Auto botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Naked Professors Podcast. We're rejoining the conversation this week with Amy and Farah. This is week two of our roundtable conversation celebrating the feminine. And do you know what? I'm so glad this conversation is happening right now because since recording it, where do I start? You know that there's been a big movement and at the heart of all my work and all the conversations that i I, I like to have it's always been about empowering the feminine it's about finding this magic balance between masculine and feminine in a world that celebrates the masculine to a greater degree than the feminine it's toxic in many ways you know a healthy masculine needs the feminine and we live in a world where men have taught been taught to bury their feminine energy and I, you know i even remember myself sitting there thinking i'm not a woman I don't need one feminine energy i want just masculine energy without understanding the balance of what's needed as human being and i, and I do think that's the picture that society creates for us men go all in on being men and, and that means masculine energy only doing 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 and we lose touch we lose touch with the beautiful feminine energy you know i'm learning that it's not dissimilar for women too but in, in, a, in a different way of course but the world as a whole promotes the masculine energy the world as a whole asks us to do and embracing the feminine has been lost on many of us so i'm so happy at what feels such a relevant time that we've got this conversation happening now celebrating the feminine this episode or this part of the conversation is all about embracing the most powerful parts of the feminine and i ask amy and Farah to celebrate their beautiful feminine energy what 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 bits stand out for them you know it's beautiful for me to sit and listen you know when i listen back I'm slightly conscious that I do too much talking. So Amy and Farah, I'm so sorry that, you know, it was meant to give you the space, but I'm so passionate about this that I, I couldn't stop myself in responding to so much of what is being said because I'm so passionate about the power of the feminine energy. I feel it's repressed in society so much. I feel it's so much of the work that we have to do again, returning back to celebrating the human qualities of who we all are. It's big for me right now. It's big. There's a lot of relevant stuff going on and I'm just really glad to bring this conversation to you. Before I do, I I, I there's a trigger warning in here that, that um part of the conversation does focus around sexual abuse. So if if that is uh something that you're conscious of or something that you've experienced or something that you're sensitive around, then please just take your time to listen to this at a time that will feel appropriate when a time when you're feeling safe. I have to mention that and share that with you. Without further ado. I'd like to introduce back to the stage Amy and Farah and our conversation all about the power of the feminine energy. I'd love to ask about what your what your feminine superpower is and to really go into why it is a superpower for you. Like what does it bring you? Like the the, the most powerful bits of your feminine. Farah, I know you talked a lot and I and I hear you talk a lot about sensitivity, which obviously, as I've already said, that it resonates so much with me. But what is does what being sensitive give you? Why is it so beautiful? And is there any other parts of you that you'd love to share and, and tell us what it brings you?
1: Yeah, um, I love that question. I think it's um really important to actually get very clear on a new story for yourself, um, rather than what we've been given on these parts of ourselves that have been had very bad PR throughout our lives. Um so I would say for for me, sensitivity So the way I think of sensitivity, the way I experience it is that I feel so much as in like the slightest shift within my energy, the slightest shift within people around me as well. I'm able to read the room very well. Um, Sometimes when I'm with someone one on one, I can feel their stuff. I can feel what's happening in their body. Um, which has definitely been a process to learn how to deal with that what's beautiful about it now is that I see it as I see it being sensitive and being being in connection with your emotions as actually well I believe it's the, it's the healthiest way to be and I believe we all have that capability within us so we have a system within us which is literally wired for healing like we have a self-healing mechanism within us it's it's our a whole emotional body brings things up as a way of healing, as a way of processing, asking you to sit with it so that it, the body can do its thing, the heart can do its thing. I don't believe that we are given emotions for no reason. So I think a lot of a lot of the time when we were growing up, we heard this kind of narrative of like, oh, I don't know, I'm feeling angry, I don't know why. And then, you know, you can kind of dismiss it or oh, I just feel like I'm in a really bad mood today, I don't know why. And then you just dismiss it. And and to me, every time you're dismissing what's coming up, you're dismissing um, the gold, you're dismissing healing, you're dismissing divine communication from your body that's offering awareness to something that as soon as you sit with it and as soon as you feel it, it literally moves and shifts and allows itself to unravel in whatever way is for your highest good. So for me, like being in touch with my emotions means that i allow healing a lot quicker now like when i was denying my emotions when i was denying what was coming up for me i I believe we literally deny our own healing and it also clashes with this idea of what healing has to look like so i really see a lot of people believing that healing has to be hard and that to heal you have to go through like this traumatic process and it has to look like a complete breakdown every time and and i think when we actually get in touch with our bodies and feel what's here moment to moment without even needing the story of like every time you feel the emotion you don't have to go into the whole history of why it's here but sometimes we literally just have to let our bodies feel it feel what that emotion feels like in you if you're feeling sad breathe into it let it take form within you and it can be so interesting because when we do that we realize that our bodies can heal and can shift energy within seconds that we may have been putting hours on if we don't allow ourselves to feel it so I think it also challenges this notion of how quickly can we process things how quickly can we heal can we let it be that easy can we let our bodies do so much of the work that we at the moment might be doing with our minds so um yeah I can't remember what the question was but that's what came up I'm really honestly if anybody is listening to this I'm in such a tender vulnerable state I keep losing my track of thought but um yeah that's what came up
0: (laughs) no it's it's perfect and I want everything you're sharing is beautiful um so so thank you but what I asked was your superpower and you explained to me what what I heard was that you know, allowing yourself to feel and to, 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 to recognize your emotions just allows for the space for so much healing. I think it's rare for people to heal, you know, for being honest. Like a lot of this, most of us never go through, go through the healing process because particularly us men, we don't allow ourselves to feel. How are you going to heal what you can't feel? So that, that really is a, a superpower. Yeah, it's beautiful. So thank you very much. Um, Amy, can you tell me about your feminine superpowers? What comes to you?
2: The one that's definitely coming through is my voice. Uh, which comes back to what I was saying before around like the wound becoming the light, the dharma, the path that you walk. And so what I'm going to share is probably going to be quite triggering for anyone. So just content warning around abuse. But my flashback memory of my abuse was being orally raped. So tons of physical trauma in the throat. And an inability to even after I remembered what had happened to even speak like I would literally go to speak and in my head words are coming out and nothing's coming out of my mouth and around the same time that this happened I was also really like adamant about singing and I was like my whole childhood I was singing I was in like talent agencies I wanted to be a musician and I got up on stage around the same time, felt super embarrassed. I can't remember exactly what happened. And I just quit all my music lessons, quit singing, didn't sing again, couldn't sing in front of anyone. So for me now in the work that I do, like (laughs) the throat has been activated again. And it's so interesting because when I listen to interviews that I did three or four years ago or meditations, the sound of my voice has changed. And the way that I deliver my medicine to other people, other women that have been through the exact same thing as me, but have only given themselves permission to heal or to validate what's happened to them because they've seen someone like me talking about it, uh, comes through the channel of my voice. And really interestingly as well with my human design, for anyone who's into human design, I'm a mental projector, which is a really rare kind of projector in human design, and I have no inner authority. So my intuition, in order for me to activate my intuition and my inner knowing, I have to use my voice, hear what I'm saying to understand the truth. So when I get on a podcast, when I jump on a workshop, I have no notes in front of me ever. I am just like channeling through my third eye Out my voice but my voice and my throat is the channel through which the world receives it and through which all of these women around the world thousands of women get this feminine activation and this healing and this power and this safety my voice creates that I create this safety through my meditation through my breath work all of it is my voice so if I were to have never healed this superpower would would not be here right there are people who have told me you know that they were thinking of ending their lives, you know, before some of the work that we've done. So, literally, my voice has helped to save people's lives, but I had to take responsibility for activating it. Um, so, for me, like my throat, my throat chakra, using my voice, this is my feminine superpower. And I think, like, for so many as well, it's a symbol because so many women are afraid to use their voice or to use the fullness of their expression, you know, to put their truth behind their voice.
0: I really feel that in you as well. Amy, thank you for sharing. And thank you to both of you for, for owning it so much as well. You know, it's it's we live in a world where it's difficult to own our gifts, isn't it? You know, and at times, and, and I love that we can sit in that space and share that these are our our superpowers and, and i totally feel that in both of you and you know what for me like a long time 10 years ago i wouldn't have known what my gifts were probably because my gifts were suppressed but i wouldn't have known i couldn't have uh, i couldn't accept compliments um I couldn't give compliments i could you know none of gifts were were suppressed it was a very different space i could not imagine sitting in a conversation like this and just you know and allowing and, and allowing space without judgment for freedom to be shared um so thank you both for, for sharing that. Um, it's beautiful. In terms of the gifts that, that the feminine energy perhaps have allowed me to to fit into, I, I would definitely, uh, in fact, my life has changed through understanding and experiencing connection. I didn't experience connection in, in, in a deep form, in a, in a really meaningful form for 30 years. And I, I hate saying that because I met some beautiful people along the way. And it, I, don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful because it's it, it, <laughs> a cliche, but it really wasn't them, it was me. You know I, I wouldn't allow anyone in I didn't know I really didn't know how to receive, which is something that I'm still working on. but um, I didn't know how to go beneath the surface. I didn't know how to, to to share emotions, talk about emotions, talk about how I was feeling. I just could talk about what I was doing and you know emotion and uh, relationships ran quite dry in that sense. Um, even though I, I was connected to some beautiful to beautiful women who had just were amazing in so many ways. There's only so far we we could go because I just I just could only take them. I could only allow them in that surface level. And my experience through allowing my, my feminine to be felt and expressed um, has invited just so much more in terms of relationships and you know experiencing this energy inside of me. Even in, you know I don't mean to use the word even, but sitting in conversations like this where there's so much truth and you know you 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 just sit when you will both have a place in my heart having having sat and shared truth and i always have this, this saying that says hearts see hearts you know and, and guys can talk about the football and the news and whatever all they want and, and it creates a sense of connection but it's entirely different when hearts see hearts when when the truth of who you are is expressed and someone receives that and they express the truth of who they are it's a deeper form of connection that i didn't know about for 30 years and I'm just so so grateful for that because without that connection I was always going to be chasing I was always chasing uh, what life could give me with an internal sense of connection there's much more capability just to be because that lives inside of me I don't need to chase anything with that It's, it's something that I can experience and I think it's the biggest thing that society misses still to this to this day is the ability to connect deeply with one another and with that you know addictions all sorts of things unravel but if we can really learn to connect that's something beautiful that can live inside of us at any point and including connecting with ourselves and creating that relationship so um yeah that's that's been my um my my superpower if you like in terms of embracing my feminine energy and i'm 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 so grateful for it i can't imagine life without it and that, actually one more thing sorry this is not meant to be about me but I'm, I'm doing my best you know I, I've done I, uh, men's retreats and I'm involved in, in working on men's retreats now and men without masks and for so many men it's a new experience to actually be seen and heard they've never done it before their real truth you know and and with that I mean let their you know in terms of the masculine archetypes let their their warrior lover magician and king all of them be seen and felt and you know, men are great at, at, at expressing the warrior and letting their warrior be seen. That's very acceptable. But they're not so great at letting their lover or even their magician, their creative side, be, be expressed. And suddenly they sit in a, in a room with other men and they allow their lover to be seen. And they can express love and they can express tenderness and softness and sensitivity in front of these other men who accept them and actually who don't just accept them who give them a hug maybe the first hug they've ever had who say me too i've i've got that too in fact i get goosebumps just when i when i when i say that you know to experience that and these are the most as i said before these are some of the toughest men that i've i've met you know ex policemen ex gang members ex athletes sportsmen or you know just experiencing the sense of connection and in that room hearts see hearts um all because we just allow all of us and we allow some of that feminine energy that we've suppressed all of our life thinking it's not acceptable to actually now come, come to the surface and actually now be seen. Yeah, I guess that's where my mission lies is, is, and why I want to have conversations like this, because I want men to be able to understand that an expression of their feminine energy, and women, of course, but my journey lies as a man, So, but I, I understand it better, but and I see the pain that so many men have in not expressing their feminine energy. But understanding that men can be a warrior and a lover and a magician and a king, that all of them, all of that is part of who they are. And their freedom lies in being able to to pick up those energies as and when it's needed. And that, yeah, and that's why I'm just so passionate about embracing the feminine allowing that part to be seen. So yes, thank you for allowing me the space. It's lovely to be able to share this with, with, with women. I didn't actually have any intention to to really share like this, but it's just, I hope you don't mind, it kind of flows and I hope it fits in with what you are saying too. Uh, uh, something that I feel like is really alive right now um, in that the world has been forced into embracing the feminine is obviously there's been a whole lot going on in the last year that's been way out of our control. And we've had to, men or women, we've had to surrender in many aspects, because we just, that's just something for, for the first time, really, I, to this extent, we can't do anything about it. So for, for me, this is another reason why this really needs to be embraced, like the, the, this embracing of a feminine, embracing of allowing what is happening to unfold um, around us without a need, a grip, a force, and like, no, I'm going to make this happen when you can't, you can't. So flow is like a word that's really, it's, it's, it's started to come alive for me through allowing in the, in the feminine but can we talk about that like letting go of control just allowing flow into our lives like how has that been for you in your life is that something you, you feel that you, you do well have you always done it well has it been blocked like how's how's that been for you allowing surrender and flow
2: i felt like pretty flowing and all right throughout most of the entire situation but i mean maybe this is down to a few views and things that i have that are maybe a bit controversial and different. So what i see in the general like population in our society is that a lot of us have infantilized ourselves. We outsource so much of our power and authority to the government. It's basically like our daddy, right? It's like daddy, take care of everything, make everything okay, right? And what a lot of governments have Maybe shown people is that they're a bit dodgy sometimes and they don't always do things for your safety and your best interest, right? So, for many people, it's like this inner child wounding situation going on where the masculine is not provided a safe space for you. And what you thought was safe and assured and secure has been flipped on its head, and you don't know what's going on. You don't know when. When daddy's coming home, you don't know when the government's going to let you out. You And it, for a lot of people, that's been super disempowering because they have this false sense of trust. And um, not to say that like you can't trust governments for anything, but there's a lot of things that are dodgy that have happened throughout this whole situation, and it's coming to light now. So for me, because I've done like a lot of work around my divine masculine, when all of this happened it was more it, of course it was annoying like not being able to like do certain things but i was like it's cool we've got this because i have sovereignty i have control i have already started building a life that you know i don't have to rely on companies and corporations like i've been creating this sovereignty for myself for years i've created sovereign wealth i've created a business that can be online i've created all of these things. And for obviously a lot of people have not um, done that or not walked that path. So this situation has affected them in totally different ways. But what I would say the situation could be, if you decide it to be, is an empowering invitation for you to decide, do you want to be reliant on a force outside of you in so many ways that when that force falls apart, your whole life falls apart? And I know for many people, this whole time has empowered them to go start their own businesses, to go create their own way of working and living. And many people have moved to other countries because they've they've gotten like clarity from the situation and been like, I don't want to live my life here doing this. And so I'm going to take back control. So, even though there's, there's been like a lot of surrender that's had to happen as well, I feel like for many people, it's been a really empowering invitation to actually take back control, to take back, you know, their choice over what they want to do, how they want to live their life, um, and also creating your own rules around what works for you um, as a sovereign human being. And I think a lot of people have forgotten their sovereignty, and so that's why it's been a very triggering situation for so many people i
0: totally hear you and it's beautiful watching the life that you've created and the flow that you know i I, I appreciate i certainly have a social media and i'm sure there are challenges there but the flow that you you seem to have in your life it's it's beautiful have you always i mean can can we compare the flow that you that that you sit in now compared to when you're in your your 20s like how much flow was there then like what was the situation how much how much willingness was there to surrender to to the world at that point
2: there was no flow I was a prisoner of everything and everyone. I worked in the fashion industry and I often reflect on my job at that time. And I try and reflect on like what part of that was my own projection and what part of that was actually happening. But in a nutshell, I mean, a lot of gaslighting, no space for, you know, getting support around your mental health. I remember even me asking to go to therapy sessions was like a huge deal at my job and was almost putting my job at risk because I wasn't able to like show up in the same way, getting reprimanded when I was having like, you know, I was running outside and having panic attacks and coming back in and, you know, no, there was no safe space there for me to be understood. And so at that time I wasn't sovereign. I was living in this in this paradigm of thinking like, well, I have to do this. I have to show up to work, even though I'm feeling like this. I have to do what they say, otherwise I'll lose my job. I have to accept that minimum wage for, you know, this amazing service that I'm offering them. Like there's no other way. I actually went away to Coachella at some point. It was in like 2016. And I remember I was just at Coachella I think I'd taken a few drugs. I was dancing in this like crowd with hundreds of thousands of people. And I was just like, I had one of those like bucket moments where I was like, maybe I don't have to just do what they say. Maybe I don't have to just live life by the rule book that I've seen everyone else live their lives according to. Maybe I can just do what I want. And whatever was buffing up my confidence, the dance floor, the drugs I'd taken, the like sense of freedom of being in another country. I don't know what it was, but it came back and I just like made this decision to start making changes and to claim what I wanted. And so, yeah, sometimes I think you need that contrast, right? You need things to get really bad or to get really shit sometimes in order to have your own fuck it moment and be like, nah, I'm done. Nah, stepping out of that paradigm new paradigm <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's that concept of the, you know the pain of change only comes when the pain of, of uh, staying the same outweighs the pain of change right and then it's then there's a possibility perhaps of, of making surrender being an easier thing you know perhaps then it's it's less challenging to let go um because what are we letting go of but yeah i'm with you 100 yeah really beautiful and i'm so glad that you did say fuck it and go on your magical journey it's beautiful For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Farah, how's this concept of surrender been for you and Letting go of control, have you always have you always felt in flow? Has flow come into your life recently or where are you at with it all?
1: I would say when I was younger, definitely no flow. From around the age of thirteen, I had like O C D intrusive thoughts. So, um, for people that don't know what that is, you get thoughts come into your mind. I mean every human has it at some points, but it's how you relate to it, but um you know, when you have those thoughts and it's just a random thought that comes into your mind of like the worst things in human nature. And you literally think like, oh my God, why did I have that thought? What is wrong with me? Um, and you attach, for me, I, I attach my identity to those thoughts. So I would end up thinking I was literally the most messed up person in the world because our minds can create the worst thoughts all the time if it wants to. and uh, And it did. And the more I resisted it and the more I started to literally think I was going crazy, the more I had those thoughts, and so you know that's where the o c d came in, so I was very much in analyzing my thoughts all the time. am I having am I a good person because I've now had a few good thoughts? Oh my gosh, I've just had a really weird thought now I'm really weird again. you know my my identity was constantly changing based on what thoughts I was having, so for a and that was from the age of thirteen to twelve to twenty two So 10 years, um, and I didn't tell anybody about it. So I really deeply lived within that. I am really messed up. Paradigm, and now um, I'm 26 now, um, and it's been such a healing journey. So, you know, it's been through that massive sense of always having to control. Yeah, I had to let all of that go. To heal, I had to let go of the control completely. And, And like Amy said as well, root into a different truth. Like I could have stayed at that level and I could have stayed at attaching my identity to my thoughts all the time, but you know, I had to step back completely outside of that and and find my sense of self-worth, find my power, find my my identity somewhere completely different. And I'm a very spiritual person, so I do believe just like I was saying earlier on that whatever is arising within us is there for a reason and is asking us to to feel it so that we access whatever healing it has. I also believe that whatever is happening in my life there's a there's a the the only thing I can do is feel it and allow myself to to feel my feel my way through it Um, so I very much had that sense um over many years now of practicing that like I said going from extreme control to to trusting like it's been a such a journey of trusting so now I'm able to yeah throughout this this the last year it hasn't affected me either really um, and that's because I very much trust whatever is arising even if it is uncomfortable even if things have shifted in my life I allow myself to feel the discomfort of that I allow myself to let it ask the uncomfortable questions that I need to ask and yeah I very much see the divine in what's happening even when it's truly messy and truly you know, if there's a lot of pain, if there's a lot of suffering, it's still um worthy of being felt and, and being moved towards. So that's how I kind of create flow with whatever, because I don't allow there to be conditions upon what we flow with. I allow it to be yeah, flow has to be unconditional for me, otherwise you're always gonna be running away from from what's in front of you. So
0: Yeah, and what comes up for me as you say that is that without the embracing the feminine without the allowing the surrendering there i don't i I don't know if there is flow i don't know if there can be flow and you know i think how many men i see who aren't allowing feminine that, that there is no flow and it's tiring it's draining it's it's heavy it's exhausting I speak from experience, you know, when we're not in flow, flow, like we're analyzing everything. We're trying to work it out. It's flow is just such a lighter way of being, isn't it? It's, it's, it's liberating for me. Flow is like what these conversations are. There has been an element of, of, of rational for me and, and, trying to, you know, take, continue in the conversation, take it where I want it to take it, but generally just sitting in the space and not having a preparation for what I'm about to do or how I'm about to answer or what's going to, and just feeling into what feels right in that moment and trusting that, Whatever is inside of me will will be right. I remember in in, in um, a lot of the personal development experiences I had, you know, if it was a if it was a roundtable conversation and there was a question that we were all about to share, you know, I had worked out the answer almost, you know, I scripted it. The first part, you know, da 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 This is how I can get it all across, you know, and that is forced. When it comes to me, it's like right, and you know, people don't feel it. And and part of my practice or allowing me to practice the practice has been. In those situations, like in this space now, trusting when it comes to my turn to speak that it will just come. Like you just, that, that out-breath, Farah, I just exactly sink into it. It's like, yeah, adjust. And it's an entirely different way of living for me. Of course, to the ego, it's scary. It's like that you, you there is no planning, there is no trust. You don't know, am I going to say the right thing? But I, I really believe when we're fully, fully tuned in to the truth of who we are our truth is kindness compassion love empathy that is our truth so if we really tune into that and we don't allow the 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 the, the ego to interfere and to make people wrong or to make ourselves better or to, to to compare ourselves if we just allow that energy to pass and to really sink in be truly connected to our absolute truth then we can live in trust that we won't go wrong sure we might make mistakes sure it might not we might not always say the right thing at the right time we might whatever but you can feel that it's coming from that that place that i lived a filtered life for, for always in trying to process trying to rationalize trying to understand trying to work it all out i was always tired i get less sleep now than i did 15 years ago and 15 years ago i used to think i just i'm someone who just needs eight or nine hours sleep i just that's what i need i'm really i just need a lot of sleep now I honestly I, I get six or seven hours straight my eyes ping open it's like come on right like, you know and it's, it's like i just it's just a different energy a, a, a much easier a much lighter weight on my shoulders uh, i'm not saying it's all perfect and it's it's all there but i certainly have allowed flow to come in by letting go of of control and a mission for my life now really is always just to always just go with what flows right with what what is right what feels right not what makes sense or anything else and it's a much lighter way and it's an, and for me it's a beautiful of course it is a collaboration with the masculine it doesn't need the masculine but if it's if it's the masculine alone without the, the willingness to feel into the emotion of the feminine it's all force for me it's heavy so yeah empowering my feminine has been a beautiful part for me to allow flow into my life so yeah thank
1: you
2: well yeah it's the same it's the same for the feminine too right so the ability to trust your intuition and this is where I feel like if you hyper focus only on your feminine you end up in almost like a bit of wishy-washy like oh I'm feeling everything all the time and I'm getting nothing done and oh my gosh and it's like the ability to trust your emotions and sensitivities and like what Farah was saying, have that like quantum shift where like you can heal something really big in a really short amount of time comes from the union of both. So like, you know, if we look at business, for example, the reason that I'm able to just be in my intuition and know that I can make like quantum amounts of money with like, you know, almost magic sometimes is because of created masculine safety and knowing. And there is some logic. So, like, I'm not just jumping on a workshop having done no trainings ever. Like, I've worked hard, I've done trainings, I've worked with loads of people. I have an awareness. I also have like general logic awareness of like how to use my language and things like that. So then my intuition can. Almost like the same way we look at like secure relating and secure attachment, people who have a secure attachment style can go out in the world and be more confident because they have a secure attachment and probably a secure relationship at home or a secure relationship with themselves. So the confidence and the intuition comes from having an empowered relationship to the masculine as well. And and like you said, uh, vice versa with like, for the masculine to empower the feminine, you actually then are more in your divine masculine. You get to be a better warrior, a better magician. You get to be stronger, more successful. You actually get to create all the things that you want to create with more ease and more flow and more success. And you have more energy and more love to pour into all these other parts of your life. So it's it's always like the unity of both. But our society doesn't like that, right? Our society is like choose what box you're in, choose your label. Are you a feminist or are you not a feminist? Because you can't you can't be like one or the other or somewhere in between. <laughs> but it's not true.
0: No, we we love the labels, don't we? And it, I think it's really harmful. I always, as a guy, an example I always use is you know, and uh, rugby used to be my sport. If I played rugby, if I was the tough guy, I had to carry that tough guy label everywhere I went. If I ever got seen as soft. In, in any, nothing to do with the game of rugby, but that that would tarnish, you know, people could use that against me at any point. I, I was no longer tough. Um, so we carry that. I'm tough at all times, whatever the situation, even if my wife needed, needed love and attention or my kids, or whatever, I'm still the tough guy. I, that's not what I do. And then there's the, there's some some rugby players from the South Sea Islands, Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, who are about as tough as they come on the field, and they're so powerful in their actions, and you know everyone's kind of fearful of them on the field and how strong, and powerful they are. And they come off the field and they're like poking each other, and they're giggling, and they're hugging, and they're kissing each other, and they're like little cuddly bears, and it's like. God, hey we can see that like look it's it's possible we don't have to always act out the same the one version of us that we've we've conditioned ourselves to think that we are we can allow for, for multiple parts of us to show up at different times um, and we fact we need to it's it's essential we need all, all of that so yeah thank you so much for sharing that Amy, and for bringing that alive So as I said, I feel like I, I kind of took over the conversation a little bit there. And I wish I'd left more space for, for Amy and Farah. I could have spoken to them all day, but I, I just get caught up in this conversation. It's I'm so passionate. I, there's so much more. This is like scratching the surface for me. It's it's just so beautiful to sit in a space and celebrate the feminine energy celebrate the beautiful human parts of us so Amy and Farrah I'm so grateful for your sharing so grateful for hearing more about your experiences and your journeys and for celebrating the beautiful aspects of who you are as a person you know forgetting this whether you're a man or a woman but celebrating all of who you are so thank you for sharing this um, I'm really excited to complete the conversation we've got one more episode next week um, which just rounds off this conversation in celebrating the feminine and embracing uh, all of what the feminine energy is about and how it's suppressed and it just feels so topical right now as i say so i'm grateful that we've let this conversation run we had international women's day we have mother's day it just feels like right now march 2021 is all about empowering the feminine and bringing equality back to the world uh, at a time when it's being highlighted how much it's, it's missed so i'm grateful for these conversations if you're engaged by what you've listened to you feel it's important then we'd love any support um, i want this conversation i feel particularly us men need to listen at the moment we need to to, to become aware again as how important the feminine energy is so if you feel like anyone could do with listening to this i appreciate any support so if you could rate review subscribe or follow that would be brilliant we've got the instagram channel uh, the the naked professors podcast alive and we're sharing clips from that again now finally got my act together so that's happening and just thank you thank you for getting this far thank you for listening thank you for for being a supporter and i really hope well in fact i know i know this conversation isn't going away because i won't stop you know this is my passion and i won't stop with this so it's ongoing i seek equality i seek an equal celebration of the masculine and the feminine and the need for integration right now so thank you for listening thank you for supporting and and, uh, i hope to see you again next week for the conclusion of this beautiful conversation with with amy and Farah. Thank you.
1: Botox Cosmetic, botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over twenty years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com or call eight seven seven three five one zero three zero zero. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name.